This podcast is for the sales professionals at every level. If you want to convert more prospects into paying customers, then you're in the right place. Because Joe has spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. Hi, it's Joe Ingram, the Sales Genius. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Sales Genius Podcast. I am absolutely delighted today to bring to you Robbie Cornelius. Robbie is somebody I saw on TikTok, of all things. Let's avoid the controversy and just move on. It's real. It's something that's here, and it's a way for people to speak freely on social media. So I want to say that I saw Robbie, and I listened to the things that he said, and on his identifier on TikTok was self-mastery radio. And so when I said self-mastery radio, I wonder what that is. I jumped on, I went out and I Googled it and I found a podcast. And I found a podcast from somebody who works on himself before he tries to help others. And he's coming from a, a spot of actually experiencing what he's explaining to you. So it's not a, I read a book and now I'm going to go ahead and tell you I'm the guru. Okay, what it is, is it's somebody who's gone through his life, it's not been easy, but he is proof that whatever happens to you either motivates you or it becomes the excuse. And I'm going to tell you that to me, Robbie's a personal hero of mine because what he went through and how he got to where he is today is just, it's, it's absolutely um, enthralling because you have to, you're listening and go through. And I don't want to go through his whole story because... Because that right there, just you'll be crying, you'll be laughing, right? It's a movie. It's fantastic. <laughs> but what I want to do is, um, one of the things that I noticed is that Robbie has this book, and it's read this if you're tired of being broke, right? And so I want to get some snippets from that. I want to get, I want to highlight Robbie's career right now in sales through his words so that we can talk about and you can see where he comes from when it comes to sales. We've been talking prior to going live onto this and it's just, again, we there's a lot of synergy between the two of us. So I don't think you're going to hear anything that's absolutely completely opposite of what I've ever said, but I know you're going to get a delivery from somebody that cares so much about your getting the information and applying it. So I want to welcome you, Robbie. Thanks for coming on to the Sales Genius Podcast. Yo, thank you so much for, for having me. It's an honor to be here with you. Thank you, man. So let's let's dive in, right? And so you, you had a childhood that was, you know, you had troubles. And then you went through and you ran yes. into a mentor you had mentioned before that you had this mentor that decided he's going to trust you and he's going to help you. And I, it's funny yeah. when I look at that because that's exactly who you became to thousands of people, right? You took it yeah. upon yourself based on technology. You took it upon yourself instead of being just one guy helping one kid that you see potential in, you became this man that's out here leading the charge for people to learn about mastering themselves so they become better in business. They can become better in sales. They can become better in this. So... Can you give us a little quick recap as far as 
what has happened to you and why it's so important that you came out the way you did? So. Yeah, so I, I think um, my, my very colorful upbringing played a tremendous role in, in developing the person that I am today. And so coming up in a household where you didn't know what tonight was going to bring, you didn't know if you were going to be home having a dinner you know, at the table with your family, or if you were going to be running out of the house in the middle of the night because your dad was drunk and he was beaten and want to kill everybody. You just didn't know. So it taught me to always be, you know, to be ready. It, it, you know, we used to literally sleep with, uh, you know, a packed bag under our beds because we never knew what our dad was going to do that night, you know? And uh, so going through all of that, having a near-death experience, yeah, it was very horrible. Um, having a near-death experience at the age of seven, uh, being involved in a car accident, nearly claimed my life. Um, from watching my uncle pass away right in front of me, being murdered, you know, uh, all of these things dramatically shaped who I was. So for a long time, I came up thinking that I was a victim of circumstances. I thought the world was out to get me. I thought it was set up for me to, to, to lose, essentially. And so that became my identity. I sold myself on the idea, right, that I was a victim. Yeah. And so one day, you know, at the age of 27, I woke up and I said, you know what, I'm tired of, I'm tired of playing the role of a victim. If I could sell myself on the idea that I'm a victim, I can also sell myself on the idea that I'm a hero. And that's when my development started. That's when I started working on my mindset. That's when I started analyzing all of these, or what they call in the self-help field, limiting beliefs that I had about myself in the world around me. And I said, wow, no wonder my life is bad. I'm, look, look at what I think about myself. Look at what I think about the world. And I got to change that. So I started working on that every single day. So I'm going to say, like, we talked a little before we went on on, on air. But so, and, and I want to touch on this, because what you said was really powerful, was that you decided to sell yourself on a different identity than what you were before. Yeah. And I, I don't want to gloss over that. Like, it's something easy. Right. <laughs> it was like, so <laughs> it, it, it was not, it was not like you went, oh, wow, today I'm a hero. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't come out that way. And so one of the things I want to highlight on that one is that we were talking earlier about being parent deaf. Right. And so we were, we were yeah. throwing out that you, you tend to ignore your mother. And based on my age, I'm going to, I'll totally date myself with the fact that you sound like Charlie Brown's teacher and it just goes, wah, 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 <laughs> right. There's no real words coming from the adults that are out there. And what happens is we hear yeah. our mom so much, right, ringing in our heads that when they talk, we don't listen to them and we don't take it as a learning opportunity, even though they have a lot of experience. And so I, I find this as trainers, as people who are trying to help other people, it happens that way, right? Yeah. Now, what I heard from you, which is I wanted to, I wanted to throw something at you real quick, was that how did you go about selling yourself? Because if there's anyone we're parent deaf to, it's ourselves. Because we have lied yeah. to ourselves. We have let ourselves down, right? We have sat and gone through. So I'm talking, this is a major mental shift for you to stop and say, 
I am going to choose to see myself in a different light. Walk me through a little bit about the, the self-mastery <laughs> that it took to get to that point to identify yourself differently. So um, the, the cool thing about the internet today is like, I look back at my Instagram page and I've documented almost everything up until today as far as uh, my journey with personal transformation. Um, so that, that, what that looked like for me on a daily basis, first of all, I had to really come to terms with the fact that I had bought into the idea that I was a victim. And I had to go back and I said, when, what day was it that I really said, you know what, I'm a victim of circumstances. What, what, when did I actually buy into that belief? So I went back to the day and came home from school one day. This is right after my father had passed away on his birthday. I came home from school. I had a rough day at school. Um, I literally walked in the house, took my book bag off, walked in the room, right? And I made a conscious decision to be a tough guy, you know, to be somebody that was, for lack of better words, a gangster. I said, I'm going to be the toughest gangster I can possibly be. And I'm, I'm tired because I, I was tired of being afraid at that point. So that day I bought into the idea that I had to be defensive, that I had to look at the world as if everybody was against me. So what that looked like for me at the age of 27, after making a choice, I said, look, I'm so numb on the inside that either I'm going to change my life for the better or I'm just going to kill myself. That was the brutal, uh, choice that I made you know it was either it was either change your life for the better or leave the planet and so after I, I, I started being a rapper at one point and after coming off the road from my last trip in Ogden Utah I came back home I said you know I'm just going to take some time out to myself I'm going to de deactivate my social media accounts I'm going to turn off my cell phone because I didn't want the same people I grew up with contacting me and taking me back down that road as I'm trying to change my life and become a, a, a new person. And so I was brutal about it. Nobody could contact me. Um, the only person that had access to me on a consistent basis was my wife. She was my girlfriend at the time. And so what that looked like, I'm, I got on a very strict information diet. And what that meant is I, I, I refused to listen to any music that was negative which was a lot of rap music at the time. I refused to watch any movies that were negative. I refused to listen to the news. I only consumed what I call powerful information on a consistent basis. I consciously sought out positive information. This was like 2011, 2012. I would literally go to the library and, and, and check out books. You know, I'd check out books from Dr. Wayne Dyer uh, Abraham Higgs, uh, Deepak Chopra. And I would just, I was on a search for some information that rang true to me. And after reading, I don't know how many books that summer or that year, I found a common thread. Some of these people use different language, but they were all pointing to one thing. You have to become the master of yourself. If you don't control your own mind and your own emotions, you're doomed. And so I would go outside every single day and I would literally place my hand on my heart 
close my eyes and I would repeat affirmations over and over and over again, over and over and over again until I started to feel the affirmations that I was saying. I did this daily. I mean, literally, I, I, it was like taking my mind to the gym every single day. I would force myself to visualize because believe it or not, I had so many negative blocks in my mind that I couldn't even visualize myself having a better life at that point. So I had to force through those blocks that I set up in my mind. I never saw myself living a great life. And I started to understand, man, there's no wonder why I don't have a great life because I've never seen myself having one. And so I had to push through those uncomfortable thoughts. I had to push through those uncomfortable emotions and particularly so I'll, I'll get to this. So I, I focused on my happiness for the first 365 days because I was severely depressed. So I knew that I could train my mind to go for the money, but I knew that I needed to work on the happiness first because I had never in my life felt happy. Like I just didn't even know what that feeling felt like unless I was drinking or partying, but that wasn't true happiness. So I started to work on my happiness. <laughs> Yeah. I was very numb. Yeah, I just didn't feel nothing. Right, but it you made know, the pain and, uh, go away for a short time, right? And I see a lot yeah. of people. That's exactly what we do, right? If if you have to wait till, yeah. and I, I I know you, right? There's no way you sit back and go, oh, TGIF, right? Because you don't hate yeah, what you do exactly. all week, right? And so I always exactly. say, you got yeah. you know, do you have to do what you got to do until you get enough money to do what you want to do. Right. And so yeah, you, you can tolerate a job until you can get to the point of yeah. investing and getting to do other things. Yeah. But it's not about like today. I see a lot of people trying to cut that step out. And the answer is, well, yeah. I'm stay living at home. Right. till I'm 40 because I don't have to pay rent and that'll help me to become an <laughs> entrepreneur. And you're like, but you still yeah. 40 and got nothing. Right. And That's it's exactly like, no, right. get out there and hustle. And let's grind and go through that. Yeah. So, so you had to so absolutely had, condition yourself. Right. I had, to, I mean, it was, it, I was very brutal about it. So I worked on my happiness for like the first year. And then after that, I said, okay, it's time for some money. Cause I had some weird beliefs about money. I used to believe that money was hard to come by. I used to believe that it was evil. You know, I, all the traditional things people believe about money, that it wasn't important or that, I used to believe all these things about money, right? And so I'm gonna tell you how fearful my beliefs around money was. I had to even stop saying the word money because when I said money, I would become triggered. Like I, I would literally go into panic mode. So for, for a significant amount of time, I stopped using the word money and I started saying points instead of money. So I would trick myself. I would say, okay, today I'm gonna to score X amount of points. That's my goal for the day. I wouldn't say I wanna make this amount of money because my brain couldn't register how I could make that money. So I had to turn money into a game. And uh, I did this over and over and over again. I mean, reading books uh, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, that helped me kind of wrap my mind around the concept of money. But long story short, I had to literally become a new person. And I don't think people understand that. Like, it's kind of like this. If you are a recovering drug addict, the last thing you want to do is say, you know what, I'm going to change my life, but then go hang around 
the same environment that caused you to use drugs or that you use drugs in in the first place. You need to take yourself out of that environment if you can and separate yourself from the people that you've been associating with and then focus on becoming this new person. So that's why I turned my phone off. That's why I deactivated my social media because I didn't need anybody reminding me of who they thought I should be. And the little bit of times I did get out and go to grocery stores, I would run across people that, that knew me prior. And they would always try to remind me of like, hey man, remember that party you went to? You know, just talking about all this old stuff. And I think Don't that's forget, I know who you have. really are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, you know, they, they would try to hold you back with that mindset of, oh, you think you're better now? Remember the time? We... Exactly. And uh, so you have to fight against that. And that's, that's one of the things, in my opinion, that holds people back. Because personal development can be a lonely journey. And Agreed. a lot of people don't want to be alone. So they'll go back and pick up the people from the past just so they can have some type of companionship. Agreed. And I just, I had to separate myself from that. I, I know that. And again, I commend you for, for getting to that point and saying, this is what I'm going to do because I I've seen people and um, like I'll do uh, where my, uh, my buddy and I will go through and we will actually do or conduct a um, self-help seminar, try to help people get rid of all of that junk that's in their head. And when I look at that, I have people that are like, that sounds great, but I'm not broken. Yeah. Right. And you're like, what? And I'm like, it's about getting better. And they're like, yeah, but I'm not broken. And I'm like, nobody says you're broken. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You could just say, I don't have what I want. So I got to change and I got to put myself. And again, with that mindset of if you're going to go into the, the self-help section of the internet, right. You can get lost real quick, but when you go there, the answer is it's because you're seeking to better a part of you, not that you are junk, right? That's and right. I think a lot of people, because old school self-help was you're a crappy person. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's what the speaker yep. told you. You want to be like me because I've got it all together. You suck. And it's like, yeah, it's exactly. like, no, you can't tell it to me. Yeah. I have to, I have to acknowledge it myself. But again, Absolutely. I can always say there's something I can improve on and seek the improvement that was there. But no, that's fantastic. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the way my brain works, right? Is that I'm sitting here listening to Robbie and I'm going through and I'm like, you know what? So far you did refill you refilled your brain first with happiness, right? And yep. then second, you went with, let me go get the knowledge and what I need to do. Then you reframed your existence with money, right? Yep. Then you turned around and rebuilt yourself, right? And I'm like, Absolutely. I'm just so excited to see where we're going, <laughs> right? I'm like, so that again, Absolutely. you sat there and said, I'm going to refill myself. Because just like you got some junk in your cup, I get it but you just pour, started pouring more and more good stuff in until it diluted all the bad. And next thing you know, all you Absolutely. have is good going in and coming out. And so that to me is, man, the sales job you did on yourself is fantastic. I mean, that I had is to it. sell myself. I had to sell me on myself, right. on my better version of, I'll tell you weirdly enough, what helped me out a lot. Um, 
I started reading a lot of books on neuroscience as well. So I'm one of those people where the self-help was good, but I needed to know this was really real at the same time. Like, was there some science behind it? Yes. So I got into neuroscience, right? And I started learning about neurons that fire together, wire together, and how our brain is not uh, set in stone like we once believed it was. It's actually plastic that we can restructure our neurological connections. When I, when I read that, I said, it's real. So I'm going to focus on it. And that's what I did, you know, just worked on, you know, uh, carving those new beliefs into my brain. That's yeah. what I did on a consistent basis. And then also something that helped me was quantum physics. So believe it or not, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a ninth grade high school dropout, by the way. And I started educating myself on all this stuff. I started learning about quantum physics and certain quantum theories like quantum, quantum entanglement and multiverse theory. Mm -hmm. And so I came across this, uh, I came across the multiverse theory and it, it went something like there's unlimited poss possible realities in the world, right? And there could even be another world where a different version of you exists that's slightly different than you are right now or dramatically different. And so the, the reason why that helped me, although it was just a theory at the time, it helped me because it gave me a permission slip to visualize this other version of myself somewhere else in an alternate universe that was living the life I wanted to live. And once I had that vision and could imagine that better version of me I used to go into meditations and kind of mentally allow my consciousness to drift over into that reality a little bit more and more. And so, you know, this, I can go down the rabbit hole with all of this as far as meditation and consciousness, but uh, those, those thought processes gave me the necessary indicators that I needed to say, you know what, it is possible to change my life. So it was a combination of things that I that I've done, but I was very, and still am, very strict about my personal uh, my personal growth. Well, yeah, and it was deliberate, which is what I commend yes. for, right? It was you didn't go in and go, I think I'll try this, right? You said this is what That's this is where I'm going to get to, even though you couldn't see the end. The answer was keep walking in the dark, right? Yes, <laughs> get to something. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I, I love the quantum. I, I got my buddy, Dr. Bill Janishak, and he and I go down that rabbit hole all the time. So we're going to have to schedule a, yeah. a rabbit hole episode where the three of us just <laughs> we go all the way down, right? So yeah, <laughs> he looks more like Alex. Yeah, but that's fine. I'm going to share one of my um, practices with you um, before, we, before we're done, too. I want to I wanna show the audience what I'm talking about when I'm talking about... Um, this this technique that I've coined kind of uh, over the years. And uh, so we can get so into would that. You, would you say that making a better person is going to make you better at sales? Oh, absolutely. Everything, I probably sound very cliche right now, but everything in my opinion is sales. Yeah. You I know, agree. you have to, you're selling yourself with everything you do, whether you know it or not. Everybody's a salesman. Some people consciously are salesmen and some people are unconscious salesmen. 
So I remember hearing back to the cliche, right? I remember somebody telling me, they're like, every time two people meet, one is being sold, right? Yes, and absolutely. I was like, And I sat there and I was like, hmm, I don't really understand that. What are you selling, <laughs> right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like I, I go sit with a buddy of mine. I'm not selling him anything. And then, yeah. and then it hit me, right? I'm selling them on my story for why I'm not where I want to be. That's right. Right. And so you and I sit here together and if I'm going to sit down and go, well, you know, let me tell you why this isn't right. Let me tell you why I haven't right. Hit the success with like so-and-so did. Right. Let me tell you yeah. why, why for some reason I, I'm not the hip hop preacher, Eric Thomas right now. Right. Yeah, How come right. I'm not there? Right. Well, he took the name. So that's why. Right. But when you look at it, so I'm going to sit back and tell you, and all I want you to do is nod up and down. And when you nod up and down, I'm like, Oh, see, it's real. Cause, cause Robbie agreed with me. Right. And that's where, that's where I see the sales coming in with people. Exactly. Yep. Right. And so that's that's what, yeah, it just, it hurt. And then we're we're also, you know, I I take it back to my, I I have, I have two boys, you know, and um, my my two boys, uh, their mom and I are not together. You know, we mom is separated. I have a wife, and I had to sell my boys' mom on the idea that they would be better off with me. Wow! Right? That's, That's some sell selling. Job. That's some selling. I had to sell. I had to sell my wife on. I was an unconscious seller to my wife because she saw things in me that I didn't see at my, in, you know, at the time when we met. So she had to sell, my wife had to sell me on her. And then later on, I had to sell me on myself. So everybody's always selling. When I step out the house, you know, if I, if I, if I step out the house, I'm selling myself to my neighbor because my neighbor, we can't help but to judge each other. Everybody judges each other. So at any moment, I'm selling myself to my neighbor. If I speak to my neighbor, hey, John, how are you doing? That's me doing a sales job. Right. John speaks back to me. That's a sales job because John and I want to get along, right? If I go to the if I go to the supermarket and I walk in, the way I walk in, I'm thinking about all of those things. I'm thinking about the eye contacts that I make. I'm thinking about the body gestures that I do, speaking to people as I walk in. I want to be seen. I want to be known. And I want to be somebody that's selling in this time of doom and gloom, right? I want to be somebody that is walking into stores with confidence, looking at people from different backgrounds and saying, hello, how are you? They're like, whoa, do I know this guy? I do that everywhere I go because I'm always... Not sure if you froze. Wait, I'm trying to sell people on the. Yeah, so I'm like, hey, what's going on? As if, hey, have you guys heard the good news? Life is good. So as I sold myself on the idea that life is is good and can be good, I had to start selling to other people that life can be good as well. Excellent, excellent. So always selling. So be, as we start to wrap it up, what I'm looking for right now is, tell me what you did. Because <laughs> you already you already teased me with the I'll talk about what I did to go through the exercise that you coined that went through because my brain right now the whole time you did it I was like ooh I gotta know I gotta know 
I got to know what is it he did. Yes. So, so let talk me to ask Robbie. you this question. <laughs> How many times a day do you think you think about your brain? Think about my brain? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a nerd and I'm thinking maybe five. Okay. Maybe five times a day. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to bet that the average person doesn't think about their brain at all at all no unless it's hurting right unless unless they have a headache I think about my brain all the time <laughs> like literally all the time because I know that my brain is my GPS and so once I under once I started to understand that it was up to me to program my brain I started doing it uh, habitually repetitiously on a consistent basis. So I coined this technique kind of to myself that I call CMB, CMB, command my brain. So every single morning when I wake up, I command my brain. I don't get out the bed until I command my brain. I wake up in the morning, I sit straight up, I close my eyes and I visualize how I imagine my brain looks sitting inside of my head. And once you imagine the way you think your brain looks sitting inside of your head, immediately you become consciously aware of your brain sitting inside your head. You can't think about something without feeling it, right? right. So if you think about your right foot, you automatically start to feel your right foot. If I think about my brain, I, I feel my brain. And so as I imagine my brain sitting in inside of my head, I imagine that I'm looking down at my brain and then I started, I started asking myself, what type of commands would I like to give my brain today? And then I started going through my series of commands. I placed my hand on my heart, pledging allegiance to my brain, making that positive connection to my brain and my heart. And I say things like, I command my brain to love itself. I command my brain to love itself. Today, I command my brain to be productive. I command my brain to be productive. I command my brain to make $3,000 today. I command my brain to make $5,000 today. I command my brain to be happier to my wife. I, I, I command my brain to be attentive to my kids. I command my brain to serve my clients. I command my brain to be more creative. So I give myself commands on a consistent basis. And if you do that for about 15 to 20 minutes, you'll start to feel your brain light up. And when your brain, when you feel your brain light up, from my experience, that's your brain saying, yes, I hear you, I receive those commands. And then I open my eyes, I get out of bed, I go immediately into my state of gratitude. I take one step, one step on the floor, two steps on the floor, and I'm saying thank you every single step that I take on the way to the bathroom. When I grab the, 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 the handle to my door, I'm saying thank you. I grab my toothbrush, I'm saying thank you. So I'm, I'm conditioning myself as I'm going through my normal routine. And then boom, I go, you know, brush my teeth, use the facilities, and then I'll go sit outside on my balcony and I'll sit for 15 to 30 minutes in solid meditation. And I'll just observe my thoughts just to confirm that my, my brain has received those commands that I gave it for today. And I wake up and get out of that, put on my clothes and I go about my day. And so just commanding your brain because when you command your brain, you're giving your mind, your brain a sense of direction. 
And that's, this has been phenomenal for me. I can literally condition myself to believe anything I want to believe in a short amount of time because I've been doing this technique for so many years now. That's, that's amazing because, again, now I, I have a whole bunch of friends that are all speakers and go through stuff, but I, I love that approach, Robbie. I mean, I love the fact that you are setting it out there because, to me, the commanding it, to, and again, it's me and the way I look at things, I think that's easier because I'm commanding my own brain, right, yes, instead of doing affirmations, right? To me, yes. the affirmation exactly. is more painful in the fact that, and I, I tell people, like, there was a guy um, from Thailand who had 101 affirmations and download my stuff and we'll go through. And so I started playing a game with him, like, called Words with Friends back when we were yeah. on Facebook, right? And I was like, okay, it's Scrabble. We've gone through. And then finally he goes, I'm speaking in San Diego and I'm out in Southern California. And I'm like, I'm in Orange County. I'm like, dude, that's an hour and a half from me. I'll meet you there. Let's, let's physically meet. And it's because I didn't believe in affirmations. His whole thing yeah. was affirmations. And so we sat down, <laughs> we sat down at a TGI Fridays at the bar, neither one of us drinking, just going back and forth at this stuff. Because see what your way of doing when you CMB and command your brain you're giving it the intention for what you want. So your unconscious is now going to take the intention from your conscious instead of just letting unconscious run affirmations. To me, what I always said was I go, if you sit down and your affirmation is I'm a millionaire, your brain goes, let me show you the last time we saw our bank balance and it ain't a million dollars. And then it's like, really? Then what? Why is the debt collector calling? Then why, you know what I'm saying? And your brain starts giving you three to four reasons that are opposite of that. So your way is phenomenal to me. The logic, it makes so much sense. Now, one other question was, so do you have the same intention? Like you have 15 intentions that are always there or is it whatever comes in during the day? So you can look and say like, if the kids aren't home today, being attentive is different than if they were there. Do you, do you find that yeah. you're running through a list that's pretty consistent or is it a list that based off of the night before and what you wake up in the morning that you feel you got to focus on? Yeah. So I have about two great question, by the way. So I have about two or three that are pretty consistent. Like I command my brain to love itself. That for some reason, that command powers my brain up. Like, yeah, I can love my, you know, my brain starts to naturally love itself. Right. And from that point, because I'm telling my brain to love itself, it appears as if it causes me to take the necessary action to make sure that the things that I do that day are consistent with that self-loving command that I've given my brain. So that's pretty consistent. And then recognizing opportunities in the world and serving my clients, those are pretty consistent. But from there, I kind of freestyle it. You know, you know, my, my financial goals, it's going it's different every day. Right. And if you start, if you start doing this on a consistent basis, you'll you'll be surprised at how certain things just start lining up for you. I can it's it's wild, you know. I went and I, just to tell you a little bit about my story, um, of sales, right? I went from, I had 25 cent to my name in 2000 and one day in 2000, let's say 2013, 2014, 25 cent to my name. 
but I'd already got on this journey of personal development and things of that nature. I was saying affirmations and I didn't really believe the affirmations, right? So I started commanding my brain. I, I, I had one day, my wife was at work, my girlfriend then, right? And she had just bought a brand new laptop. She's at work making a way for all of us because I couldn't afford it at the time. You know, I was honest with her. I said, look, I'm trying to figure out this internet thing. If I can do that, then I promise you when I get, when I get fine, I got you for life. You know, I'll take care right. of you. I'll make sure you're good. So long story short, she's at work. I'm on her brand new laptop and I, I go to the kitchen and fix a, probably a bowl of noodles, Roman noodles at the time. Uh, the laptop was on the ground, uh, on the floor in the living room. I come back, right? So I have, I got a cup in my hand full of like juice. Quality um, writing oh, makes your school work better. I got, my mouth. I got a, uh, I got a cup of juice in my hand. I got, I got my cell phone tucked under my elbow like this, right? And then I got a plate, I got my bowl of noodles in this hand. You know, I'm trying to multitask. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm about to make some money on the internet and figure this out. I'm excited. As I go to sit, squat down, my phone drops from under my, my elbow, from under my armpit, hits my knee and bounces and cracks her brand new laptop screen. Oh, wow. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, so not only that, I'm home. Too. That's going to be some selling. I had to do some selling, right? So I'm home, right? And I'm, I'm like, I got, I called her at work. I said, you having a great day? Yeah, I'm having a good day. What's going on? I said, look, I said, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I, I, I made a mistake and broke your brand new laptop screen. What? I said, yeah. I said, but I can, I can fix it because I found a new screen on Amazon and I know how to replace it. I didn't even know how to replace no. it, right? But I'm okay. selling her on the idea. Yeah. And uh, long story short, I'll show you how this relates to sales. This ended up changing my life financially because on the phone with her, I convinced her that I knew how to fix it. And then I had to convince her to give me her credit card number so that I can order the screen because I didn't even. Because you only had 25 cents and there ain't no screen for 25 <laughs> cents. Yes. That's yeah. it. So, so anyway, I, she gave me the card. I ordered it. That was like on a Wednesday, maybe. So we used to love going yard selling on, on Saturday. So one Saturday, that, that same Saturday, um, we went yard selling that morning. I bought this book from the yard sale for 25 cents. Only quarter I had, I bought this book. And when we got back home that day, the box from Amazon was sitting right there on the um, on the doorstep. I picked up the box. I'm like, oh my God, it's here. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm like, I really don't know how to change this thing. So I fixed the screen and I glanced at the box and I noticed that I ordered this thing from Amazon, but it said it came from like, you know, Utah or something from some electronic shop. And I'm like, how did I buy this thing from Amazon? But it says it was sent from an electronic shop in like, you know, Ohio or something. I don't know the exact place. Right. And as I turned the computer on, a thought came into my mind. 
I looked at the box again, I looked at the computer, and I said, I wonder if this supplier is selling their products through Amazon. And so I Googled, sell on Amazon. I found sellercentral.amazon.com. Set up an account. Mm -hmm. The book that I bought from 20, for, for 25 cents at the yard sale, I just grabbed it real quick, searched, looked at the title, searched it. And the only reason I bought that book is because it was old and like just looked like it was shipwrecked, you know? I, I got it just to sit it on my bookshelf. I looked online and that same book was selling on Amazon for $40. Wow. I'm thinking, hmm, this will look better in my pocket instead of on my bookshelf. So I listed the book on Amazon for like $40, $41 or something of that nature. That book sold the next day when I woke up the next morning and I got a notification from Amazon saying that book sold. So I literally turned 25 cent into 40 plus dollars. Nice. I took that 40 something dollars that I got that next Tuesday, went yard selling again that next weekend and found this lady that was selling a bunch of collector item books that her brother left behind when he passed away. She didn't want them. I gave her all the money I had, which was like 40 bucks at the time. She gave me all of them. I turned those books into two grand in about two or three weeks selling them on Amazon and eBay. This is before and Gary V told us it was cool. This was before it was cool to sell on Amazon. This was like, Literally, I went from having no money to one day my wife came home. I, I, I just looked at her and she was like, what are you looking at me like? I showed her my phone. I showed her $21,000 in sales in one day. The next day I sold her $22,000 in sales the next day. She said, what in the world are you doing? Right. So I was just, used, I was leveraging the power of the internet. So anybody out there that is not leveraging this this magnificent thing we have called the internet do it because it changed my life and it changed so many other people's lives as well and so i i, I use that um that's my friend approached me shortly after that he saw me making money online he says help me grow my uh my uh multi-family complex use your internet skills i did that ran that company for a while which is a multi-million dollar company he just handed it over to me. And uh, I built my web development and software development company over the past three and a half years now, over 500 clients. I mean, this is so it's grown. I mean, 25 cent, I should have named my company 25 cent because I literally started with 25 cent. That's amazing. Robbie, thank you so much. That's just amazing. How does anybody find you? Because there's going to be a bunch of people listening to this, and they're going to be like, I need to know Robbie, right? The same thing I did. Yeah. So, I to tell people to follow. No, it depends on what you want me for, you know? <laughs> so exactly. If, if you want to know the mindset, if you want a ruthless, just a, just, a, just a vicious mindset on personal development, and, and if you don't want uh, any of the fluff, follow me on TikTok or check out my podcast, which is Self Mastery Radio. It's everywhere, Spotify, iHeartRadio, everywhere. And if you want, you know, to learn about making money I, I went online, to selfmasteryradio.com and it's got links to everything, right? Yep, absolutely. And so that way, depending what they feel like, you can go grab it yep, and stuff. Absolutely. Yep, that's absolutely. Fantastic. Yes, because I'm going to get myself a t-shirt here pretty soon. 
Awesome. Awesome. Self Mastery Radio t shirt. Yes. Because I want you to earn money without having to worry about it. Right? Yeah. I want to be wearing a, a shirt that I like. So <laughs> that's amazing. No, I love it. I love it. I, lo I love your mindset. I love the, I love your, your vulnerability to share. Right. And I think that's where we connect because we're going to tell everybody like it is, period. And I that's think it. that's a lot. Right. And then when you look at it and say, you go quantum, I go quantum. Right. I think that's, again, that, it, that we, we attract to one another those people that help you to get to the next level. So I'm excited to continue our friendship and moving forward as we go on. And I do appreciate everything you've shared with everybody today, because the better person you are, the easier it is to sell because it doesn't become selling. It yes, just becomes sir, helping. Correct. Right. Absolutely. So a quarter into $20,000 a day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Fantastic. So anything you want to say to anybody just before we leave, because I'm just going to tell them to go sell something. So no, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, I literally, it does not matter who you are, no matter where you are, you can definitely improve the quality of your life experience. It's going to be painful, but you can do it. Fantastic. But the benefit is worth it. The benefit is definitely worth it. Fantastic. I'll go through it over and over again if I had to. I would do everything exactly the way I did it. That's great. I mean, that says a lot because you, you don't want to shortcut it now. You know the growth that, that came from the way you did it. That's amazing. So, That's exactly right. From everybody over here at Sales Genius Podcast, I want to say thank you to Robbie Cornelius for coming out. Check him out at selfmasteryradio.com. Go get yourself some grub, some all this kind of – he's got some great swag out there. And listen to the podcast because you deserve to be better and the people around you deserve a better you. And so you can help people – better with the help of uh, Robbie Cornelius. So I appreciate you, Robbie. Thank you so much. Everybody else, go out there and sell something. Thanks. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. Educated. Want to learn how to close deals. Want to learn how to sell more. That's what we're here for at Sales Genius. Let's go.